Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. Welcome to Run Mama Run. Today we have Lindsay Maestas with us. I'm so excited. Forever and ever and ever I've been wanting to have Lindsay on. And she is just, I don't, I don't know how to describe you other than I run into you in the hallway going to a meeting and you're so genuine and kind and caring. And then I listen to you on your podcast and it's crazy. You're like the same person. Thank you. <laughs> I would hope so. That's my heart and my goal. I think I... I want a lot of people think with the whole platform on yeah. social media that, I mean, you know that it can become very consuming and you have to guard your heart and protect against that. So I'm constantly praying, Lord, just that one person that hears it, let them be as important to me as all of the people. And I mean, not that it's always been that way. There are moments where it's just very, you get caught up in the numbers and the likes yeah. and the junk of it all. But I want to invest in each individual person. And, so and you do. You, and you don't do anything halfway. I mean, everything you do, you do it completely and with your entire heart. So, and that's not just me complimenting you. I mean, it's, it's a fact. Anyone that I've ever spoken to about you, uh, that is the, the common thread is that Lindsay does things with integrity. And that's why I'm so excited with your new project that's just come out and last day to purchase the wife project, the 27th. Yes. The well, yes, Friday, but I think I'm going to keep it up until Sunday. Good idea. We, yeah, we have to have some demand. So that's Sunday. a really good idea. Yeah. I, it is phenomenal. I'm doing it. Thanks. I, love you're so sweet it. to support it thank oh, you okay Lindsay. it's not like i'm going oh poor Lindsay. i'm just gonna support her because she you know she she doesn't know what she's talking about no it is quality gold nuggets that i wish i had found 25 years ago yeah. we're going into our 26th year and i i want my girl things i want my girls to listen yeah that aren't married yeah you know i have some married girls but I, I'm like, hey, Sailor, she's 19. Mm -hmm. You know, she's trying to figure out, you know, what does it look like to um, be in a relationship with someone? Do we just, do I just date a guy because I have a lot in common with mm -hmm. him? Or, you know, is it the purpose? What is it? And I thought, gosh, if she could listen to this and really and truly just not just go, oh, I'm a single girl, but go, if I were a wife, yeah, these are the things that I would need to know. And I that is what I love about the wife project because you don't even have to be married. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I, think and you kind of are a wife. I mean, if you're a believer, yeah, you got a husband, his name is Jesus. Yeah. Well, right? and I think that's, it is like the, the creation of marriage, the design of marriage is interwoven into God's design for us and our relationship with him. And so everything within it, I, and I've spoken to so many women to where not even just to plug wife project, but just as a whole, how important it is to prepare ourselves for what is to come just in our relationship with him, because we're not going to be rocked by those things that are really challenging, which can be marriage or That's motherhood right. or friendship or careers that you then are able to say, okay, I have learned how to respond to situations. I've learned how to navigate my faith in moments of trial. I have learned that when people are hard or mean or cruel or um, just not seeing eye to eye with mm -hmm. me, that I know how to graciously, kindly, boldly 
speak truth and right. love. Um, and so that that is the heart is I want women to grow so, so deeply in their relationship with Jesus and to see his heart for them and for their relationships that it pours out over into their marriage or helps to prepare them for the moments because I'm the same. I mean, we had wonderful premarital counselors. Mm. They were incredible and invested in loving and I know how much that impacted. But even after the fact, once we got married, I was calling him up like, hey, want to do dinner? We have some questions for you. Please come hang out because we, I mean, like one of the first things I was like our second year or third year of marriage, because that's when we had Sutton and we were probably six months into having a baby mm-hmm. and I, we were wrecked. I remember thinking I was standing at Sutton's crib and Jesse and I had just like had an all out brawl and mm-hmm. we didn't do that. We'd been married for three years. That's not how we fight. We fight mm-hmm. silently, which is just as damaging, but we were yelling and I was angry and like vicious mm-hmm. with my words. And I had a moment where I'm thinking, this is not who I am. This is not who my husband is. And this right. is not who we're going to be. So something has to change. So we called them. I'm all for counseling everyone. Go yeah. to counselors. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Preach. It Preach it, girl. Wonderful. Yeah. Before the house burns down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came over and it was like 20 minutes of us just talking and ranting. And mm-hmm. immediately they're like, you have a child-centered home. Like that's all it is. You guys, you have to stop with the child-centered home. You wow. need to have a marriage Explain what that home. means. So we tend to think, and I've seen this even on social media, where people put their children before their husband or mm-hmm. their wife. Mm-hmm. And God should be the ultimate. God is at the head of the home. But then your husband is the head of the home, which I know we can get into that. I know that Yeah, can be that's a whole testy. other podcast. <laughs> uh, and then the wife. and But we all come together, and then it's the children. And when you allow your children to be above your relationship with your spouse, you are causing damage within your home. Because the thing is, everyone sees this as like, oh my gosh, my kids are first, always their first. But in the sense of your heart, if they are first, you are going to invest in your marriage so that the health of your marriage flows down into your relationship with your children and they can see what a healthful marriage looks like and then they can pour that out into their life. But your children will not benefit if your marriage is destructive. I agree. Because yeah. that's what they're going to see is that's destruction right. or um, compromise in areas that should not be compromised in your faith or talking down to one another or mm-hmm. anger. All of these things that are generational patterns that we see right. a lot of the time flow down from having a child-centered home. And it was like a quick fix for us. I mean, there was a lot that went into yeah. it. But one thing was when your husband comes home or when you come home, you greet one another and you see one another and you teach your children from a very young age. It's mommy and daddy time. Mm -hmm. When we first get home, we'll say hello to you and love on you, but we're going to have 20 minutes to, we call it couch time. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We call it couch time. So we sit down for, you know, however long Mm -hmm. need that it needs to be. Because when my husband comes home, my five kids, my younger kids, they literally, there is a competition on who is going to get the first hug. So they all run to the door and literally tackle him. on him. Yeah. All of them. I don't care if we're at church. I don't care if we're at a store. Yeah. They are screaming. I got first hug. <laughs> but as soon as that is that over. That so highly. Of yeah. And, and yeah. they do. They love their dad so yeah. much. And I love that. Yeah. You know, with my older kids, they didn't have that competition, but my husband would bring home little dum-dums from work yeah. and he would give them to the kids oh. um, first thing when he would walk in the door. But then we would send them away, you know, because we don't want to squelch the excitement of them seeing their right. dad, but we would send them away and then we were like, hey, mom and dad are going to have some couch time. Mm-hmm. 
daddy will come and hang out with you guys and if it's a if it was a really rough day we used to have a pond and clay would just go and by the pond by himself yes and kind of decompress from the day he's in sales and you know and those are things that I think we need to just be others orientated in that we need to go okay and that's what's good for our kids it's not we are not being bad parents by telling our kids hey mommy and daddy need 20 minutes or a Mm -hmm. date night Mm -hmm. you know or hey mom and dad are going to go on a trip together clay and I go twice a year we go out of town twice a year and it is beautiful and it's hard for my kids we have um our second five kids are we call them our new kids we Mm -hmm. adopted them um and there's some trauma and they Mm -hmm. have some anxiety about mom and dad leaving and uh it's very difficult leading up to that and there have been times we've had to cancel a trip because it's been too much but it's amazing when we do end up having to cancel a trip how difficult it is for us to parent yeah. through that. Mm-hmm. So I love, I just, I, I absolutely love the fact that I'm not just looking at, Hey, I'm just going to be a wife. And yeah. once then after I'm a mom, I'm a mom. Yes. Well, Gotta and, be both. Yeah. And they, when your kids leave and when oh. your career is over and you retire, that is why so many families get divorced when yeah. their children go to college. It starts now. Mm-hmm. And we, Jesse and I have been married nine years. We've been, close friends for 13 years and we it, it's very easy for us to even to go on dates or vacations and right. to talk about our work and our finances and our children mm-hmm. and we've had to make a rule we, this cannot be the I mean when we're celebrating our kids and when we're excited we can talk about it for a short period of time because we don't want it to be inauthentic either right. but we have to invest in one another hey what are some ways that I'm loving you really well in the wife project I have quest- questions that I ask Jesse on <laughs> probably too often on date nights. I'm like, what am I doing that's making you feel crazy lately? You know, <laughs> Or what am I doing that's making you feel super loved? Mm-hmm. Because I want to hear his heart. I want to hear what's working and what's not. And that communication is so healthy. But when all you're doing is talking about your money and your bank account and your children, you lose the the glue ultimately right. that's holding you together like I want to know what Jesus is doing in your life what are you convicted about right now how can I serve you in that right. how can I love you and building that bond that's that. right and and I think those are tough conversations I yeah. think when I look at my husband and I say what is driving you crazy I'm afraid to find out what the answer to that yeah. is because I'd love to think that I am just ugh, I am just all that in a bag of chips. And, you know, when I walk in the room, all his problems are solved. Yeah. (laughs) I am your gift. Yes, I'm here. I am the gift. That's right. I'm here, baby. (laughs) But you're right. And and I think that 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 kind of um, uh, heads off any issues that you're going to have later because you're going to go, oh, you know what? He mentioned that when I do this, it drives him crazy. So I need to make sure that I am watching myself in that area and being accountable and saying, I I don't want to. And then of course, if it's something that you're like, oh, you know why I do that? Or Mm -hmm. I don't even know why I do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think a lot of it too, I always say on the Living Easy podcast, Mm -hmm. nothing changes if nothing changes. Because here's the thing, it isn't fun. Like you said, when we ask those questions, there are moments where my heart feels like it's shattered into a million Mm -hmm. pieces, especially when we're in a hard season and I'm like, we need to talk about this stuff. And I don't even want to ask because it's not going to feel good. Here's a few things I think is so important. One, you have to go into it with defenses down. If you go into it prepared to defend your actions, you've already lost That's the right. conversation. Yeah. When you go into it, just knowing, hey, Lord, I want to be 
a wife who honors you in all that I do. I want to grow and be pruned and change in the areas that need to be changed. And so going into it and saying, hey, I'm going to approach this and ask you a question and I'm going to respond with, thank you so much for telling me. Mm -hmm. And like it cuts off there. Not defending it because just even if you don't think you're doing that, even Mm -hmm. if that's not your intention, your intention is not what your husband or wife is feeling, they are experiencing what they're experiencing. So whether or not you think it's the correct interpretation, Mm -hmm. whether or not you think it's accurate, whether or not that's your heart, of course you can say, oh my gosh, that wasn't my heart at all. I'm so sorry. But you can't say, no, you're wrong in feeling that way. They feel that way. So now it's learning how to communicate differently or to show them differently how or I guess to, to shift your behavior and the way that you portray certain things right. so that they then feel loved. Yes. And, and there are going to be times that I, I think it's going to be difficult for them to even tell you. Yeah. Cause my husband does have a very hard time when I ask him those questions, he has a really hard time saying this is what's driving me crazy. Yeah. Very so he'll, 99% of the time he'll just go, you know what? I don't have anything. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. And, and there's a part of me, I'm going, are you just saying that? Yeah. Like, are you being honest <laughs> yeah. or are you zoned out mm-hmm. or are you used to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just accepted it. Yeah. You've accepted yeah. that I do this particular thing to you. And the, for me, at least I know when he is being honest with me that we fight a lot less. Yeah. And it's less vicious. Yeah. Because that viciousness, man, oh, yeah. oh like what you were saying. trying to break your mic. That's okay. Sorry. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> my husband won't tell me there's anything wrong with you breaking my mic. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, I won't touch it again. <laughs> That's all right. Is it just, yeah. Um, so when, when I, when I want to move forward in my marriage and he says, this makes me crazy, I think maybe the first step for me is getting over myself mm-hmm. and going, you know what? This isn't about me at this point. Mm-hmm. If I'm not effectively communicating with my husband, I need to know where I'm failing and I need to, I am, I need to be responsible. Yeah. I need to be responsible to change it. Mm-hmm. So for that marriage to be successful, and that doesn't mean perfect. That doesn't mean a facade. Mm-hmm. Cause I do tell people that all the time when they're like, you're married. I'm like, mm. girl, it is a facade. <laughs> yeah. What you are choosing to see good, yeah. and I appreciate it. We fight. Yeah. We do. And sometimes we have knockdown, drag out fights. But I know that my husband loves me, mm-hmm. and I know he's committed to me. And yeah. that is, it, that, that's why we're here. That's yeah. why we stick around is that commitment that we did make to each other. We're taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that we're just going to lay aside because he thinks that, you know, I have an attitude yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, how, how hard would that be to live with someone for your entire life? And you can't even express that you're struggling with something. I yeah. mean, don't you see marriages all yeah. the time? Like well, 50 years, they I, can't stand each other. I talk to, I mean, yes, I talk to people now and I mean, I'm very thankful and I, I attribute a little bit of this to the way that Jesse and I started our marriage again, not boasting in what we did. It is in what was poured into us. Mm-hmm. We were surrounded right. by such amazing people and we asked a lot of questions yeah. of everyone like married couples. Hey, what's the number one piece of advice that you have for marriage? And mm-hmm. we wanted to know, we wanted to learn, but we didn't, we were pure before marriage. I was not, if you know my story, I was mm-hmm. not I, promiscuous throughout high school and college and really codependent and just obsessed with not being lonely or alone. Mm -hmm. And so I had relationships and guys on speed dial and it was just messy. 
And God pulled me out of that and I saw what I wanted. I wanted the freedom of purity. I Mm -hmm. think there was so much bondage in being promiscuous and relying upon men to satisfy the emptiness, which never actually satisfied the emptiness. And so in those moments with Jesse, when he really honored me in that and he honored God in that Mm -hmm. and said, I don't want to do this before marriage, we then had to rely upon communication. Mm. When we fought, it wasn't just like, okay, fix it with intimacy. Or right. when we were bored, fix it with intimacy. It was, no, you guys have to hash this out and you have to learn to talk How beautiful things. is that? Yeah, and I'm very thankful because I think that is that is a strength. We've got, same as you, Michelle, a ton of mess in our lives and I've left and packed my bags and swore mm-hmm. I never would do that before, but I did. But there is a strength in our communication and I think so much of that is is a, it's training yourself That's right. to ask those questions. It's training yourself to respond well. But I know many couples our age and 20 years ahead mm-hmm. who do not talk about things. Right. And that withdrawing and withholding is, like I said, as damaging as the screaming and the yelling. Yeah. They're just very different and they look different. But when you aren't willing to say, hey, here's where I'm at. Like, I know this isn't going to feel good. I know you're not going to even want to have this conversation. But I love you and our marriage enough to kind of go through the long suffering of Mm -hmm. it all. Like, love is patient. And the patience comes from working through the hard, but also learning from those moments as well. And so, yeah, I think there there have been times I know for Clay and I that if if we were having a hard time looking at each other and talking that we'll text. Yeah. I'll like, we'll, we'll yeah. just text each other. And then it's literally, there's no looking into anything mm-hmm. or she just rolled her eyes because yeah. I never <laughs> yeah. roll my eyes. Um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, and there for a time, that's all we were doing because things would get too volatile and we would just like be so hurt. And, and we started doing that. We were just like, you know what, if we're having a hard time expressing ourselves, Let's just send, shoot a text to each other, yeah. you know, and not like we're sitting in front of each other texting, right? But like if he's on his way to work, or, or in, then once he space. checks into work, yeah. 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 And I can say what I'm gonna say. Yeah. There was a, there was a period in my life because I had very similar to your story, just promiscuous, doing things I knew I shouldn't have been doing, mm-hmm. and I, when I had met Clay, Clay valued me. He he had poured into me something that had never mm-hmm. been spoken over me or. Um, just honored me truly you never even thought to want right right it was it was beautiful and I knew that that's what was different about him Mm -hmm. but I struggled because I had never been in a relationship that um someone hadn't cheated on me and I've been in a lot of relationships so which I'm like wow (laughs) that's not a very good track record um and you would think you know statistically that that my my marriage would look that way Mm. and it definitely doesn't but I, I could find myself completely not trusting Clay. And he had never, ever, ever done anything yeah. that made me question that he had cheated on me. Mm-hmm. Or, But if he was having a conversation with a woman that he worked with, I'd be like, who's that? What? Yeah. Uh, uh. You know, and he was always above reproach. He had even made a rule for himself that he would not um, meet with a woman alone. He was... Um, and, and a position that he was in, it was known for, you know, the, the folks in this position to meet on lunches one on one and mm-hmm. discuss finance programs and things like that. And he said, no, 
He said, I won't do that. He said, we can order lunch in Mm -hmm. and eat because he's in sales. He was a sales manager at that time. And he's like, we'll eat in the showroom for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. He's like, would not be alone in an office with a woman. And, and it put him above reproach, but also I know it was for my benefit. I never asked him to do that. But it was literally, Lindsay, probably 15, 20 years of marriage that I finally went to him and said, um, there was an incident where I felt really insecure and I just said, hey, you know, he goes, you don't trust me. And I said, no, I said, the problem's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. It took me that long to realize that the problem was me. I was so insecure and afraid. And, and I told him, I said, you know what? I know you love me. I know you'd never cheat on me. I do not know why I have continued to live this way. I, you want to talk about bondage? Mm-hmm. It was awful. Well, and so much of that too, I think just like you're saying is that it has nothing to do with him, but I think going back and I don't ever want to live in the past or in right. my past because God calls us to I take agree. the plow forward. That's right. But at the same time, there is something to be said for giving away pieces of your heart and body to yes. other people who do not value it. And when you, I mean, it, you imagine when you're in a relationship and you're only giving your emotions mm-hmm. to them, you've not given your body, it is still hard to break up. But when you've given your body, it's like a piece of your soul is being ripped out. And it's I true. really believe you're giving away pieces of your heart that you're never going to get back. And when they toy with it, and I mean, I cheated on boyfriends. They cheated mm-hmm. on me. It was just a mess. Yeah. And I felt like now as I kind of am in marriage, I look back and I'm like, Jesse's having to pay the price mm-hmm. of a lot of the decisions that I made, the consequence of my sin, because I gave away those pieces of my heart and they messed with it. And I wasn't supposed to do that. God, there's a reason. Right. It's not restriction to keep you from enjoying sexuality. You're created for sexuality. You're created to enjoy right. and to have pleasure in sex. But it, it's for the person who ha- has chosen your heart in front of God and who has committed to you. And I hear, I get a lot of questions from girls like, hey, well, we're dating and we're engaged. So isn't this like okay? It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was looking at rings with a guy who ended up cheating on me and doing a lot of I was really engaged. horrible things. Really? I was engaged. Yes. And I was cheated on multiple times by that person. Really? Multiple. Well, and that's the thing is like, you can say you think it's in God's plan, but look, you didn't yeah. get married. Mm-mm. I didn't get married. It wasn't in God's plan and he closed that door. And so it's, it, it doesn't just go away when you get married, right? The hardship, you think you're going to forget about all of it. Those relationships don't disappear. And so be cautious. I just, any younger girls, like single girls, not even younger girls, but be cautious and aware of what you're doing. God's plan is to protect you in that and to protect your marriage. Because now, like I said, Jesse's having to, on days when I'm really struggling or when I'm having dreams or whatever it might be, and I'm waking up and I'm like, Hey, can you pray over me? This is horrible. And the enemy's totally using it. And I've been in my head, like what ifs or Mm -hmm. things that I wouldn't even, (laughs) none of those relationships I want. And yet the enemy can take you That's right. Yeah, that's right. And that's exactly what I was. And I was allowing it. I was allowing that, um, that suspicion or instead of just going, Hey, where are you? You know, Mm -hmm. you said you were leaving from, you know, work 20 minutes ago or whatever it was. Well, because you don't want to be the crazy wife either. No, no, no. And you get in your head about, oh, horrible. But it was, it was such a breakthrough for us. Mm. And even now you can tell that I, he was completely altering his life. Mm. He was altering his life because he was fearful of how I would react to things. So 
you know, and, and, and that's, you know, kind of carrying over to our next topic that I was thinking about was just the manipulation. Mm -hmm. You know, when we manipulate our husbands into making decisions and doing things that we want them to do. I mean, I was totally manipulating Clay. Totally. Mm -hmm. And, and I want to say, I didn't realize it, but it, I mean, I completely saw it after yeah. That breakthrough of, no, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And God tells me that this isn't okay. Yeah. And because God is telling me this is not okay, Michelle, you are not, you are not experiencing the fullness of your marriage because of this. Mm-hmm. And our marriage have in the last five years, I mean, you would think oh, they've been married 25 years. Mm-hmm. You, oh man, they've got to handle always growth. No, yeah. there's always, always room yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I watch him now and I see how he interacts with people and, and sometimes he'll go, oh no, no that, that's the, da, 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 and he starts to explain and I, and I just put my hand up and go, no, 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 you don't need to. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I know you would never. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I am confident in who you are. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, but I just, uh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. I'll stop. <laughs> uh, 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 well, uh. and there is, I think there's two really, um, common communication styles amongst women when we are maybe talking down to our husbands or not trusting them. And it's one emotional manipulation mm-hmm. using tears, using anger, um, using frustration, using just straight manipulation right. of asking questions or trying to shift our words to make things work in our favor and then there's mothering so emotional manipulation and mothering when we are and and jesse called me on this when i it was not a good conversation (laughs) i it took me some time on this one but he basically said like hey i came from under the hands of my parents which he really loves and honors his parents as do i but I am an adult and I am a man (laughs) and, and Jesse, if anyone knows him, he's like the most gentle, loving soul. And so for this, he was like, but I didn't get married to have another mom. And I was like, oh, that didn't go over well. But as I took, okay, thank you for sharing that with me, you know, and walk away and walk through it on my own. There are things where I realize, and I think this is really big in marriages, is pushing my convictions onto him as his convictions. Mm. When God says something is a sin, it is a sin. But there are gray areas in scripture, and there are areas such as alcohol where I have very strong convictions about it because Mm. of my past Mm -hmm. and because I knew what a mess it made me, and it always just brought regret. Jesse doesn't have that history. Jesse right. doesn't have that conviction. Jesse doesn't get drunk. But if he feels freedom to have a drink, right. I would get angry. Mm. And I would I would immediately go to, well, my this in my family is an alcoholic right. and I've seen where it goes. And I don't want you to go down that path. And so a lot of it came from my fear right. and insecurity. But God, throughout scripture, one of the most common commands or the most common command is do not fear or fear not. Mm-hmm. I'm living in this fear of who my husband could potentially be, which is also living in anxiety. And then I'm trying to rule over him, Oof. which is part of the curse, right? Right. I'm trying to rule over him. And it, what is it doing? It is not helping the situation. It is one, causing him to want to rebel because that's our sinful nature and to do the opposite of what I'm saying. But two, it's pushing my husband away that's from right. me. Instead of lovingly and graciously saying, which is what it finally came to, like, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I feel about it. Here's why I feel this. This is what I want for my children and right. in my home. And I would really respect if you would respect that but I am not going to any longer speak about this. You know where I stand. Right. And 
I love you. I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I trust God with your heart more That's than right. anything else. Yeah. I, I don't really trust you. <laughs> I trust yeah, right. you're sinful, but just as I am, but I trust God with your heart and I want him to work in you and I will share my heart with you, but I'm not going to mother you or emotionally manipulate where I walk in the room and I see whatever, a video game. I don't want you playing mm-hmm. video games right now. And I don't think it's the time. And I give you a look up and down and just say, okay, I guess I'll go sit on the couch by myself, you know, <laughs> and go and do that. That's emotional manipulation. Right. And, and it's, it's really a very quick way to push your spouse away from you. Right. Well, and, and when I, when I think of when I manipulate my husband, it also creates this horrible, fr- stinky fruit, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> suddenly I'm like, why is he so angry? Yeah. Like he's so bitter and yeah. gosh. And I find that he's afraid of doing anything wrong. Like get over yourself, you know? <laughs> and in reality, I'm the one who cultivated that. Yeah. I'm the one who was, you know, completely on him for every, you know, helicopter parenting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at that. And, and, and I would see that fruit and go, Hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Like lately you've just been so angry and, and in reality it's like, what are you doing woman? Like, and and I think about, I'm like, well, of course he is. Mm -hmm. He can't, he doesn't feel like he can do anything right. Yeah. Uh, Or I want to do something that he really doesn't want to do, but he loves me and I have an amazing husband. Mm -hmm. So he's going to do it. He's going to say, oh, no, I don't want to go hiking today. I want to go to the mall, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> Well, and I, I do think so much of that is the understanding of one another. And I feel that this is something Jesse and I in the past year, the first eight were not this way. And this past year feels much more um, like we're just growing in understanding. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to grow in understanding where there are things that he's done throughout our marriage that I've always been angry about and vice versa with me. And just learning, hey, one, this is the person that that my spouse is, but also I'll continue to pray for them. I will continue to also pray for my heart to soften toward them. When we pray, it's like, fix my husband, Lord. Right. Make him better. But what about us? What about that self-evaluation? And that's with the Wife Project. Mm-hmm. My heart is, you see so many comments from women who are blame shifting and pointing the finger at their husband. But like Jesse always says, there's always three fingers pointing right mm-hmm. back at you when that's you're pointing right. a finger. And so... Am I evaluating my own heart? The Bible calls us to examine our hearts. And am I really so deep within my faith and my relationship with Jesus that I'm entrusting my spouse to the Lord? And as you were talking, Michelle, Proverbs, there's quite a few verses about this in scripture. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 21, 9, it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Um, Proverbs 21, 19, it's better to live in a desert land than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Proverbs 27, 15, a continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are like, and not to say, okay, yes, this is an issue, which is why it's addressed in scripture. There is a tendency to rule over, to Mm -hmm. want to talk about things over and over and over again until our husbands are exhausted. But there's also scripture about love your wife as your own body. That's right. Love your wife like Christ loves the church. So you're both called to such a high calling. But this is just saying, just as I say with scripture, like there's a command for the Sabbath because God knew we would need to be commanded That's right. to Sabbath because we are busy and go, 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 especially now. But there's also warnings and cautions about being a nagging, complaining That's right. wife. That's right. Well, and even when I think of scripture and, and 
the idea of, you know, our husbands loving us and us respecting them. Mm -hmm. And is that really respecting our husbands? Mm -hmm. Is that, I think it's in Ephesians where it talks about that, you know, a woman should respect her husband. And I go, well, how am I respecting him? How am I really thinking of him and acknowledging him? And I heard this, um, uh, it was a quote and it said, obedience is doing a job. Honor is doing a job beautifully. And I think, you know, it's really important that I don't just do what I do. The Bible tells me to do it. The Bible says, don't do it. Don't, you know. Am I looking at my husband and saying, this is the person that God has said, mm-hmm. this is who you're going to respect. Yeah. And if that's difficult for me, then my heart is not good. Mm-hmm. I had, I did a Bible study early on in our marriage. And I want to say it was after, actually, I think I was pregnant with our third child, which was early in our marriage, like three years, because mm-hmm. we had babies quick. Um, but in this, in this particular, I think it was called loving your husband. And it was hardcore, like, um, it was about me. It yeah. wasn't about my husband. Yeah. It was truly like I find that that's most get over yourself, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. You know that should have been the title. Yeah. Because the more I looked into it, and the more I, I was like, I was really looking for someone. Um, you know, Harry Connick Jr. and Hope yeah. Floats. I was looking for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was yeah. yeah yeah. I was looking for that. I was looking for this guy to just fulfill every single yeah. need that I had. Mm-hmm. Not really looking at what my responsibility was. And I think when we get married that we're just looking at for that, you know, guy on the white horse that's mm-hmm. just going to rescue me from this horrible life that I'm living and I'm going to have the white picket fence and all these things. And if I don't, it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we give in our society, and I've shared this a few times on my platform and stuff, but we say 50-50. And then my, I'm 50-50, I'm 50%, my husband's 50%. So what that does and why that's a damaging perspective mm-hmm. is it says I'm going to meet my quota right. of giving 50% or, I mean, there are many women I know who feel like they're giving all of themselves and yeah. I understand how weary that can make you and that is not how your marriage is intended to not be. be. Yes, that's not how God created it. But there is also a point where, again, like I said, we start blame shifting and pointing the finger and we're like, well, I'm already giving my half mm-hmm. and so I'm checking out because right. he's not giving his. But the, the word calls us to do all things with excellence, to do all things to the glory of God. And so if we are doing that, if we are faithfully pursuing a healthy marriage, not even because our husband deserves it or because he's earned it, right? Because we really don't earn anything. Right. We don't deserve anything. We're depraved. But because I want that treasure in heaven, mm-hmm. because I want to honor God, because I want people to see that something is different in my relationship. And that takes fighting really, right. really hard for that. But it's giving 100% of yourself to that. And again, I always do disclaimer, this is not regarding abusive relationships. Of course. Because yeah. you can give all of yourself all of the time and you will never get anywhere. That's right. But in frustrations and in nitpicky things and parenting and all of that, that when you pour yourself in, there's a verse in First Peter 3, and I'll pull it up to read it to you. But it just reminds us of the importance of not... I put really long nails on in their heart. <laughs> um, I feel you. But to to not just rely upon our spouse because especially for those people 
or wives with um, husbands who are spiritually dry or lukewarm mm-hmm. or are mm-hmm. not believers at all, it can be really challenging. And First Peter 3, 1 says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves mm-hmm. to your own husbands. Again, we're submitting to a husband who loves us like Christ loves the church and who honors us as he, he and loves us as he loves his own body. Um, that is God's design for it. So, But it says, Wives, in the same way, Submit yourselves to your husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So one, this is not saying don't have a leadership role in right. your home. Your husband is a leader, yes, but you and your husband, your teammates, you are, Jesse and I make decisions together. We work together. When there's a decision I don't want to make, I'm like, go for it. And sometimes when I do want to have a say, and he's like, no, you know, this isn't the best choice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that decision is on your shoulders and I'm right. kind of free from it and I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that. But throughout this verse, it's saying, live your life in such a way, not as that nagging, dripping faucet, but in a, such a way that your relationship with Jesus is so abundant in your life, the love that you have, the forgiveness, the grace that your husband, without you even having to say a word about mm-hmm. it, because we are talkers, right? right? That by your lifestyle, by the way that you live every single day, that he sees Christ That's in right. you. That's right. I, I actually, I, I knew this woman that um, her husband wasn't saved. She was. And it was so funny because she's like, Life would be so much better if my husband was saved. And I'm going, well, why Why is that? Mm-hmm. Why do you think? Because it always fascinated me because I thought, my husband's saved and life isn't perfect. Yeah. Like, we're going through a rough yeah. patch right now. So I got I needed to hear, well, you know, the problems that we're having are because he's not saved. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, so how are you you know, how are you handling that? Mm-hmm. Well, I write notes with scripture and put them in his lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, him over the head with the Bible. <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't think, I mean, my husband saved and I think he'd probably be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I was putting notes in his lunchbox, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, but she so badly wanted that. Mm-hmm. And years later he did, you know, receive Christ. And, mm-hmm. and I asked her, I said, so how's it going? And she's like, Oh, he's a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. And and I think that that's kind of we can so invest in looking at him. You know, mm-hmm. we're just we're watching every move that he's making that we're really not looking at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I had to start doing was when I was struggling with loving my husband, I was have you ever like looked at something and you can see it, but you're really looking at something behind mm-hmm. it. And for me, I kept, I kept going, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes on you. Clay's in the picture yeah. for sure. And I That's love really my husband, good. but I need to keep my eyes on you because I need to remember what you say and the truths that you're telling me and the promises that you're making me in regards to my marriage and, you know, submitting all of those things mm-hmm. because I grew I was, I was such a feminist before mm-hmm. I met my husband I and that's not a that. bad word. I mean, it's not like feminism's horrible, right. but I was very extreme and very much like, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. So th- we had to get through all of that. Yeah. And when, when I trusted him and went, Oh, he really wants what's best for me. And there's times that he'll, 
side with what I want to do because he does love me so much yeah. that he's not real. He's, he's like, Oh my gosh, I made that decision because I wanted you to be happy mm -hmm. and it wasn't the best decision, but I knew that's what you really wanted. And I'm like, Oh, so this is really about us both yes. honoring the Lord. Yeah. And that was the total, you know, breakthrough early on in our marriage was I need to stop looking at him as being God. Mm -hmm. And then I need to truly trust the Lord with this relationship and know that God knows how to make this work. Yeah. I don't need to seek out, um, you know, my Cosmo magazine. And yeah. I was definitely seeking, we did seek out godly counsel and, um, you know, some amazing, um, studies and things like that, that we are so thankful for because if it wasn't for that and parenting, cause we had done everything so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, for those that are listening that have done that also, there's hope, there is help. And there are tons and tons and tons of people that want to come alongside of you. And that's what I want to do. And I know you do Lindsay with living easy podcast and just everything you do is to come alongside of women that are struggling in whatever place that they're in, whether it's being a mom or a wife or whether it be job or health, mm -hmm. lifestyle, yeah. whether it's paint, yeah. <laughs> yeah, paint <colors. laughs> a remodel. <laughs> well, yeah. And I love what you're saying because I, I love that image visual of, mm -hmm. you know, you see him in the picture, but he's not the full picture because that is the greatest lie. And it's a lie that I believed is that your husband's going to satisfy all the mm -hmm. things. Even the woman, as soon as he's saved, this is going to be fixed. My husband was saved. He, my husband was teaching groups of people and we've walked through years where he doesn't even know if he believes in the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and I've had to be the one to take my kids to church and I've had to be the one to do yeah. community groups and, right. and continuing on even when I didn't want to and didn't feel like it was mm -hmm. fair. But the sooner we realize that your husband is not created to satisfy that hole in your heart. He's not created to make you feel completely wanted. He's not created to make you feel completely happy or whole or, or seen even the attention. He is not designed to give all of that to you because if he were, you would have no need for That's the right. Lord. You would be fully satisfied, but also the amount of weight that you give someone oh. in your life like that, they have then the power to absolutely crush you. You don't want to give that power to your spouse. You don't want your you don't want to have that power in your spouse's life when you become their all in all. That is a dangerous position to be in. But when you seek first the kingdom of God, right? When that is your heart, your soul, your life, the rest pours down. And as you were talking about feminism, Michelle, I thought about when, if we are in the created order that God has and say a feminist who is totally against the idea of leadership and submission mm -hmm. were to walk in your house and be like, Michelle, you can be free of this. Right. Like I have the answer for you. And yet she stayed and she watched the dynamic mm -hmm. of your home. She would see fully like, oh, she doesn't want to be free. This is freedom. It and is. that's how I feel in my home. Truly, not that I've always felt that way. Mm -hmm. But I feel now when I want to make a decision and Jesse's like, hey, I truly think that this is the better way. And I can say, I trust you and I trust the Lord with you and let's do this. Like I've, we've gone back and forth. And again, most of our decisions are made together, but when he takes that on and takes on that responsibility, I feel freedom in that with parenting or whatever it might be. And in there are moments in the same way where he's like, you know what, Lynn's like, just take this one. Mm -hmm. I don't even <laughs> right. to put my hands in it. 
And there's so much freedom in that, that I don't want liberation from those things. I don't desire that because the created order is healthy and we're both submitting to God as our ultimate. And that pours down into what we do. That's right. And it affects your parenting. It affects your, it, it, I, for me, it even affects my relationship with my parents when I had moved out of the home and was living the way that I was living. And it's, it's so amazing. The, um, the peace that, that comes from going, I, I love my life. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. There's trials, there's, you know, there's chaos at times, Mm -hmm. but knowing in the end that, that God has, t- has taken something that was literally, I was just this huge heap of ash. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I look back even at photos of when Clay and I were dating and I'm going, Clay was not my savior by any means, mm-hmm. but meeting him and there was a regained, um, hope and, um, like a, a newfound, like, Oh wow. There are people, mm-hmm. men that care. Yeah. And it wasn't just because he wanted to be with me or it was simply, he was, he was a a human being that loved the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we actually, both of us had come back to the Lord at at the same time. And it was, it's so interesting how our paths crossed and, and ultimately God was like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. We're going to put these two together and we fight. We fight for each other. Mm -hmm. And I love that also in your wife project, you talk about that. You talk about fighting and, and I'm like, yeah, how often it's this, well, he doesn't deserve respect, so I'm not going to give him respect. So there's crazy cycle. Well, it's like a a dog chasing its tail. It's literally nothing's going to be solved Mm -hmm. if we're just going to point our fingers at each other. And the idea of, um, uh, 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 being able to look at each other and just go, can we just time out it yeah. and go, let's just be vulnerable with each other for a minute. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid to do this because of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the past you've hurt me. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's walk through it together. Yeah. And that right there is like, okay, that we can, we can, what's, what was hidden is now in the, in first John where it talks about if it, it, whatever is hidden, we can't deal with it. Yeah. We've got to bring it out into the light. Yeah. We can't, you know, shove things under the rug. We mm-hmm. must bring it out. And that's what I encourage everyone is if there's something or you guys aren't talking or there's silence or, or it's too much conversation mm-hmm. and you're avoiding, just take a minute, stop and, and ask for revelation. Ask God to just reveal what is it, mm-hmm. what is going on in my heart and his because I know for a fact that God answers. Mm-hmm. He totally answers. And he, that marriage is a reflection of his love for us. Yeah. And what a powerful instrument that he's given us that we can bring glory to him or we can really and truly destroy what people think about Jesus by the way that we treat each other. Yeah, which you it, it does. I feel like that is something... Where I've seen, and again, it's not a judgment because right. everyone has a different marriage. I agree. But there have been moments that I've seen couples who've been married for years who are the, what I know to be godly couples. Mm-hmm. And when they are alone in a room with just us, it is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wait, what do you believe? And again, not a judgment because Jesse and I have been there and we've had friends who have walked us through the mm-hmm. deepest, messiest junk. And they probably thought the same thing at the time. Like, wait, what? what? Aren't they, don't they love the Lord? Wait, doesn't she have a podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't she try to tell people about marriage? 
Yep. That's I me. always joke, Jesse, Jesse, I had a video. I need to share it on Instagram, but I was in his office and I was being so rude and I was just annoyed and frustrated and tired. And he's all, Hey, I have a really cool course for you. Do you want to try the wife? <laughs> and I filmed him and I was like, Oh my gosh, no, that's so good for people to see that you can go through that and still be messy. But all that to say that it does reflect mm-hmm. on your relationship and that it's worth fighting for. And our world says, give up, just right. put your hands up and go find someone better and yeah, try something divorce new. Divorce lawyer. Yeah. You're going to find more problems with somebody else. I have p- people in my life who've been divorced multiple times and it's just the same thing mm-hmm. with somebody else. It's not the solution. And if anything, it is absolutely devastating. And not to shame anyone who's right. gone through divorce because God can redeem that as well and bring so much beauty from the ashes. But it's not the first and final solution. That's right. That's it right. shouldn't be. It is, it's a fight. And, and I will say one thing I encourage, if you are in a place right now where you're just feeling so stuck and you're feeling so burdened and like your husband is worthless or your wife is worthless or just these horrible thoughts that yeah, the enemy can straw. get you in. Yeah. yeah serve. Mm -hmm. outdo one another in showing honor. Romans 12 says, Mm -hmm. outdo one another in showing honor. And Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And that is the heart of Christ. It's not going to come from you. It's going to come from the Holy Spirit. But those moments, and I've shared this before, and my sister-in-law is the one who like pushes this into me. When I am overwhelmed or frustrated in any relationship, she's like, how are you serving them Mm -hmm. right now? Because it gets you outside of yourself and it helps them not only to see the love of the Lord, but it helps you to get to a place where you're like, this is just not all about Mm -hmm. me. And our world is so like self-love, self-help, you're enough, you're great. Yes, you're great. You're not enough though Mm -hmm. without the Lord. And you're not enough in your marriage without the Lord. And you're not going to be enough for your husband. So what does that look like for you to put yourself aside and go and make him a coffee? Right. Or to whatever makes him feel loved in his love language, to do that when you feel that he least deserves it, you're going to be fighting for something that is so much greater than yourself and points ultimately back to the ultimate That's right. thing. That's right. And and I think too that um, when we're uh, just looking out for our own self-interest, that we rob, we, tr- we rob ourselves. Yeah, we do. We rob ourselves of that. Um, you know, when you were saying serving, I think when, when we are serving, we're really and truly taking ourselves out of our own shoes and putting ourselves into someone else's, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, our husband, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, for example, if we're serving our husband, we're going, wow, okay. He goes and washes my car every week. Mm-hmm. And the least I can do is I'm going to iron his clothes this morning. Yeah. You know, and then I go, oh, wow, after I've done it and I say, wow, babe, thanks so much. Yeah. It's like that does me. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh. Yeah. especially my husband was in the military, so he irons better than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for the try. <laughs> but he's sweet. I yeah. mean, he's still like, oh, babe, you didn't have to. And I'm yeah. like, did you not want me to? Yeah. <laughs> like, could you do better? But he truly could. Yeah. And I feel like for him, he almost sacrifices when he lets me do the ironing. Yeah. And I do. I enjoy ironing clothes. I I don't know why. It's but kind of therapeutic. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's it, there is, um, and I have a rhythm yeah. when I'm doing it. And I the, and sometimes when I feel out of control, mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is something I can control. I can't. Mm. And I'm blessing my husband and my family when doing it. I don't iron like every day. I used to. I used to iron his clothes every single day when he would wear, um, he used to wear a tie to work. And now they've, you know, relaxed. Um, (laughs) It is good. It is because I don't iron nearly as much. But when I do, he he so appreciates it. And I'm like, you're so sweet. Well, my grandma and grandpa, they were married. My grandpa passed away, but my, they were married for, 
gosh, I think 60 years or something. Wow. And I asked her what I always ask everyone, what, what is the number one piece of advice that you have? And they weren't Christians, mm-hmm. but she said, serve one another. And she said, out, serve one another. She said, my, he would go, my grandpa would go out and wash her car every week. And then, um, she, he would come in and do all of the dishes and she's oh. like, well, what can I do now? Oh, and it I became like it. a fun, not mean or mean spirited competition, but a competition of like, what can I do That's to serve good. him? And she said, it was always this game. I mean, it never ended. She said, we would just constantly try to outserve. And sometimes it's fun. I am not good at this. I am a selfish woman. I was spoiled <laughs> growing oh, up. you were? Yes. I was pretty spoiled. You're not the only child, are you? No, I'm the baby technically. Uh. So, but I mean, my parents were just very, they wanted to give the best and I'm so thankful for that. And not that they had all of the means to give the best, mm-hmm. but they tried, but there were areas where it was like, oh, you're not going to clean. Okay. I'll just do it for you. Just rest there, right. <laughs> you know, and it did a disservice. It's something I want to challenge in my kids, although I know their intentions were pure, mm-hmm. but it's easy for me to be like, Hey babe. And I do, I mean, he would laugh right now cause I'm outing myself, but <laughs> almost every night, can you make me a lemon water? You make the best lemon waters. <laughs> and it's so sweet because he used to like, what really? Like you need me to get up from what I'm doing and get you a lemon water right, right now. And I'm like, it just feels so nice to have you do it. And now when I ask him, he's like, I'm going to sure. try that. <laughs> he's like, sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, but then he hates making himself coffees because he hates the mess that it makes and mm-hmm. he likes it super special. So it takes forever. And now it's like our thing. I love where it. Where he'll do the lemon waters. And then every morning I'm like, I'll make you a special That's coffee drink. Sweet. And, and we've now we get excited where mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'll just make it. I'm like, no, no, no. Let, Let me, me make it. it for you. I want to do it because it's a way for me to show mm-hmm. the love. And then the lemon water thing is like, it, he knows how much I love that. <laughs> so he does it. But I also have to fight where I was going with the selfishness. I have to fight mm-hmm. the ease. He's a servant at heart. And I know not a lot of men are like that, but mine he, too. Is he? Mm-hmm. Maybe I like hope that they're more common than I yes, think they are. My husband is insanely like for, for one of his birthdays, he bought me or and it was for everybody, but a washer and dryer. Aww. He was just like, yeah, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Really? Are you picking it out? And then if he picks it out, he picks like the The best. best. Yeah. And or am I picking it out? You know? So my husband is and he's just so generous. He's generous with his time, with his money, with everything. And and that's a challenge for me too. I am also the baby. Well, I was gonna say, is that do you find yourself maybe that it's easy for you to take advantage of that? Or has it ever been? Definitely. Definitely a hundred percent. There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I realize it and I'm like yeah, I'm horrible. But that, but that it takes a long time for me to realize. Yeah, it but in that self awareness is so good. But it is, it's, it challenges. Mm-hmm. I think at least me, it challenges me to step up and yeah. just say, okay, you know what, this isn't, this isn't the way I want to live. Like right. I don't want it to be one sided. Right. I never want my marriage or relationships to be one sided. So yeah. Well, there's times I feel sorry for him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it's not like oh, I'm such a horrible person. He has to put up with me. It's like, oh, he like literally. And he joyfully, like in the mornings, I'll get up, I get up at 4.30 and I make a coffee yeah. and then he gets up and he'll make girl. me another coffee. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Literally, like <laughs> out of just, and I want to say habit, but it's not. I mean, he, Who he, he is. Yes. Yeah. And I'll go, what kind do you want this morning? Do you want a latte or do you yeah. want, and I'm like, oh, that's just who he is. Yeah. Me, I'm, I make my coffee and I realize, oh, does he have a coffee? 
do you want me to make you coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and for anyone listening to where you're like, I wish my husband, you know, I wish there are areas where I wish my husband, you know, when you speak to women, it is so easy to compare. And I think the two buckets of life, I talk about this in the wife project, but that women fall into is comparison and then perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And if marriage isn't perfect because we're, I mean, they kind of fall into the same category, but if you're comparing to someone else and saying, well, I wish my husband, I've had friends who are like, I wish my husband did that like Jesse does. And I'm like, I wish my yeah. husband, you know, we can do that for days because right. we, nobody has the perfect marriage. Nobody has the no. perfect story. And That's there right. are areas that when we got married, my husband is a completely different person mm-hmm. than he was when we first got married. Yeah. And I've had to roll with the punches and I haven't done it well. You know, mm-hmm. there are days where I'm like, I texting my friends on the floor crying. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. But I know that there's more in store. So don't waste your energy and your time comparing to that marriage or this marriage or trying to make it look and seem so perfect. Live in the mess of it all. Like that's where those conversations, the good ones come from, is living in that mess of saying we're not perfect, but we're willing to acknowledge that. I'm willing to hear from you the areas that I fail in or fall short in so that I can be better because ultimately where we are weak, Jesus is strong. Mm -hmm. So embrace those weaknesses. Embrace that mess and say, Lord, work do a good work in me. I need your grace. I need your fine tuning and molding because without it, what, what are we? We're just sitting stagnant and nothing changes if nothing changes. I know for me, sometimes it's like, if I have to be at rock bottom, I have to Mm -hmm. literally feel like there's nothing else I can do. Mm -hmm. And, and I am pretty strong willed Mm -hmm. and I will try to fix things forever. But when I come to that point of Michelle, you're just trying to fix things. You Mm -hmm. need to surrender. Yeah. You need to surrender to the Lord and allow him because God is doing a good work in my husband also. Mm -hmm. And I can't forget that. I can't just keep thinking that, oh yeah, we're married. I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to point out everything he needs to work on and you know, I'm, I'm good, Mm -hmm. but it's crazy how I, when that time comes of, I feel like I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm so exhausted from pointing out these things. Actually, his mom had given me the best advice when we had just gotten married and, um, and actually it's funny cause Clay still does this. Um, he would sit on the couch in the living room and every single night he'd come home from work, he would take off his socks mm-hmm. and he'd throw them over his shoulder into the hallway. <laughs> and I'm like, three more feet is the laundry basket cause there's a the laundry room. And yeah. it used to literally, <laughs> it made me habit. nuts. Yeah. It was, it was a funny habit, yeah. but now he, and he still does it yeah. now it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But his mom had said, you know, Michelle, And it wasn't because of that, but it was that time. And it made me really rethink how I was um, speaking with my husband and looking at my marriage. Mm -hmm. I, she said, Michelle, the one piece of advice I would give you is, um, don't try to change your husband. Mm -hmm. You, the only power you have is to change yourself. And I was like, huh? So I was like, I'm going to change that. That really drives me insane. Mm -hmm. And, and it's That's so funny because, and then, and immediately I would go and grab the socks and go throw them in the laundry room. Yeah. And now there's days that I'm like, oh, dang, it's socks just still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's not, well, no, I usually yeah. do within a day, but yeah. it's one of those things where I don't even realize it. Yeah. And at that time I had gone to a women's conference and 
um, there was a woman that I totally admired and looked up to. She, she had been married to a, a, a man in our church and she was sharing the story of one morning she had gotten up with her husband and he had taken a shower. She took a shower. The bathroom was really steamy and he picked up the towel and wiped the mirror. And honestly, I think every woman in that yeah. room like cringed. We were like, Ugh. yeah, he what? And she said, oh, it used to make me crazy. She said, and then he picked up the towel and he threw it toward the laundry basket. And at that moment, I was like, I'm sunk because yeah. that's me. Yeah. And she, that day he went to work. She went to work. She got a phone call that he had a massive heart attack. Mm. And she said when she received the call, she was on her way to the hospital. And all she could think about was that them in that that particular morning he mm. wiped the mirror how she was like oh my goodness so she went yeah. home that night and the towel was still sitting there and she was like if my he ended up recovering but she said if my husband would have died mm -hmm. that was the last interaction that i had with him that day yeah. and i was like That's oh huge. my gosh mm -hmm. wow that is so huge when you think about the scheme of life yeah. You know, what hill are we willing to die on? Yes. That was one thing in a counseling session Jesse and I did. We talked the whole time and talked and talked. And at the end, she said, Lindsay, don't be easily offended. Oof. And I was like, that's all. That was her only thing to me. And it's wrecked me. Yeah. Because I was offended by everything. I was offended by how he led and didn't lead. I was offended by how he read the Bible with me. I was offended by how he cleaned up mm. after himself, by how he played his games, by all of it, everything, right. by how he parented. Everything I could find was frustrating mm -hmm. because that's what I was looking for. Mm. The more that we look for those things and allow them to agitate. I love that you said like, I chose, this is not going to bother me yeah. anymore. And that's kind of with some of the things that we've fought over and fought over where I'm like, what is the end point of this? It's the same thing has been, Lindsay, are you being easily offended? And mm. granted, there are some big things that are worth That's having right. those really knockout, drag out mm -hmm. conversations. There are also a lot of things where it's just really not essential to the relationship. And can you move past it? Can you choose to not be easily offended? If so, choose to not be easily yeah. offended. And it is. It's, I, I truly believe it's a choice. Yeah. It's something you can say, I'm not going to let that bother me. Yeah. Because there, there, there has to be a breaking point. Mm -hmm. There has to be a point of going, and if that doesn't bother you anymore, then now what? Yeah. Now it's nothing to fight over. It's, a, it's something I, I say to my kids, too, because my kids are, when we were praying, um, yeah, la, la, yeah. had his eyes open. Well, yeah. how did you know? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Be busy about what you need to be busy yeah. about, and don't yeah. worry about him. Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, my take with my mother-in-law's <laughs> advice. She, very wise woman. She was married to my, my father-in-law for over 50 years. Wow. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. that's so simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and now me and my husband talk a lot when we counsel and mentor um, couples, he's like, draw a circle around yourself, mm. draw a circle around yourself, work on that. Yeah. And while you're working on that, love your, love your spouse, mm -hmm. love them pour into them, serve them mm -hmm. and work on choosing. Why, why was I so offended about the dirty socks? Yeah. Well, I honestly, I, w the way I grew up, you take your socks off and you shoved them in your shoes, yeah. dude. You don't ever <laughs> yeah. throw your socks around the house. Yeah. You know? So it yeah. was something I well, just need to get over you. And yeah. it's a different upbringing. And that is huge. I mean, we talk about that a lot, but 
you and your husband or your wife mm-hmm. have completely different upbringings. You had different patterns, right. different habits, different restrictions, rules, different morals. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of that. And you're coming together two sinners with completely different experiential backgrounds mm-hmm. where you're trying to come together. Right. So yes, I mean, it is not the right way, the right, right way for according me. to Michelle. <laughs> and a lot of the things that I do for my husband is not the right way for Jesse. And so we've had to learn, but I, I'll never forget somebody in my life. It was actually an ex-boyfriend randomly, but we were watching a movie and he said, look how understanding they are of one another. He said, that's all I want in my future is for my spouse to be that understanding of me and for me to be that understanding. And that's always resonated with me because it wasn't, I grew up, I'm a product of divorce. Like Mm, I didn't see that sense of understanding. I didn't ever, I saw the opposite. And now I really fight for that. I want that understanding of one another, of one another's faults, of one another's brokenness, of one another's sin, of one another's relationship with Jesus. I want to try to understand my husband before I'm criticizing Mm -hmm. my husband or before I'm trying to fix my husband. I am not the Holy Spirit, ladies, husbands. You are not the Holy Spirit. You are not intended to fix your spouse. But in loving him and in leading out in love and in your relationship with the Lord, that then pours out, just like First Peter says, it pours out onto them. That's right. But let's begin by seeking to understand that they are not intended to be just like you. The more you try to mold your spouse into another version of you, the more empty your relationship will become. You're, you don't want to empty them of the person that they are. And emotional manipulation does that That's because right. you're like, no, mold into what I think you need to be instead of who Jesus has created you to be. And we do that in fights. Uh, he, that was big for me at the beginning of our marriage where at, during our fights, I would be like, no, this is how I would do it. And I wouldn't maybe say it that way, right. but you need to handle it like this because that's what I expect of you. And pointing back to myself and my needs and that only voids the relationship of understanding mm-hmm. and love instead of saying, okay, you do things differently. Let's talk about why. And mm-hmm. like, let's figure out what is the best compromise and let me point you back to the Lord and to your eternal soul, which is what I care about the most. And how do we do that together in understanding yeah and then and then being able to walk away and if you if you don't come to a conclusion you know I think of Ruth Bell Graham she has a quote where she says a marriage is the meeting of two um two people that are good forgivers basically Mm -hmm. so it's the meeting of two good forgivers and that's what I want to be I want to be someone that is forgiving Mm -hmm. that can overlook an offense that I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not that big of a deal. Why am I going to make such a big deal out of something? And when, like you had said, if it needs to be, have a, we need to have a conversation about this, then let's do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want my, my life to be this constant. I'm going to look at every little thing that's done and make sure that it's done correctly or the way that I would do it and being able to build from that. And we're two different people for goodness sakes. Like I, very different. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm sure if my husband started doing things the way that I did them, it would it drive me crazy. Good. Yes. <laughs> he it would do really, it wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I load the dishwasher, Jess is all, Thank, thanks for trying. I'm going to redo it because I'm like, I just throw, just throw I it scatter. in. I'm, well, my brain, I always say, like, I'm very 
I've always been focused on like words and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. writing and English. And when it comes to like puzzles and things coming together, I have no, I don't know what I'm doing. So he is like, okay, let me just, we do it. And I've learned, I'm like, I will try my absolute best. I promise. Right. But it's not going to be the way that you want. Right. But it came to a point where I was like, let me do it my way though. Right. I know it frustrates you because it's not your way, but I will do it and I will still finish the job. That's it's right. not going to look like it. And the same with parenting. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish you would have handled it mm-hmm. like that. But they have their daddy for a reason. That's and right. God has given them that daddy to do mm-hmm. those things. And as long as he's his ultimate goal is to love them and lead them well, I need to let him do that. That's right. That's yeah. right. And trust him. Yes. And trust him in that. Yeah. That's I would say that's probably a huge issue with yeah. um, couples is parenting. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about it before they get married. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I was a nanny when I met Clay. So I was able to kind of see how he would parent. And, mm-hmm. and I joke because children and dogs love my husband. It's like, I'm not joking you. He, it's weird. Yeah. It is so bizarre. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what is it? Are you just like alpha? Yeah. Like kids will listen to Clay. They won't listen to their parents. Yeah. You know, we go into homes with the sheriff's department, homes that are struggling and mm-hmm. need mentorship. <laughs> and literally Clay will come in and go, hey, pick that up. He'll tell a kid, yeah. pick that up. And the parents are going, they don't listen and we don't know what to do. And the kid just picks it up. <laughs> he needs to be like, what's the super nanny? Right. <laughs> he goes, what, what would we call him? I don't know. Super manny. Super manny. Like, this is us. Right. Yeah. This, that's yeah. right. So what's next for Lindsay? I oh, know man. you've got a bunch. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. So, okay. So the wife project we have until this in February, until the end of February, but then I will launch it again in June. So Mm -hmm. it's been really cool to see the demand, but some people are like, you know, I need to wait on it or I'm just not ready yet. So we'll do it in June again. I am doing social media and online business coaching, which has been really fun for me. That's kind of my, I'm really excited about it. So I've been doing that and working on that. Um, and then Jesse and I are, we've received so many messages like, Hey, this is great, but I'm a dude. And would your husband be willing? And Jesse comes from a cool, just perspective because it is one where it's like, Hey, I've struggled with my faith, but Mm -hmm. like I'm fighting for it. And there are, I was a pastor's kid. And Mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of like trouble with that. And then Lindsay and I have had our own issues. So we're going to do kind of like this, like just on a couch and having these conversations of the things that have been most challenging in our relationship, the things that we feel like have been the greatest blessing in our marriage and what has worked through and just talk about the basics of like finances and communication and trust and sex and all the things and like hash it out on the couch, you know, I love and, it. Yeah. Do that as a course. So that's the goal. And then we are planning to move this year, which is huge for us. Um, probably like Nashville ish area suburbs. We've lived in Albuquerque, born and raised our whole right. lives. Jesse was Blen, like a small, small town, farm town. But um, we just really feel the Lord calling us into something new and for our little family. So, so exciting. Yeah. Very bittersweet. This year? This year, probably the fall will be gone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You yeah. guys found a place? We are going out in April, so we'll be okay. looking at houses and neighborhoods and kind of finalizing wow. those decisions. So so exciting. Yeah. Oh. It's a lot. Like there's this 
kind of sense of grief of the relationships mm. already. Yeah. Because my people are here and I'm very big on people and yeah. community. Yeah. So, but there's just, for our, the four of us, I'm like, I just feel really hopeful and mm-hmm. I feel really excited. And there's nothing to say, hey, maybe we change our minds yeah. in years to come. Yeah. And I have no pride in saying it didn't work if right. it doesn't, but we just, we all feel this really deep sense of peace about it. So, and the world we live in right now, are yeah, you kidding? I know it's kind of the time it's for time. us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and tomorrow's not promised to us. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, and you guys, I don't, I am so excited for you guys. Cause I can see how relationships grow so much when you have to start yes. from the foundation yes. and it's just the four of you and leaning on each other and growing in those relationships. So yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. hopeful for that because yes. it's easy, especially now having family mm-hmm. within 10 minutes, everyone to rely upon that That's right. and to become kind of like codependent again, mm-hmm. where you're like, Hey, I am tired. Do you want to come get my kids? Right. But it forces almost that deeper relationship where you are bonding. And I'm, I think at the age that they're at right now, I'm really excited. For that. Yeah. And, and the kids will love it. Yeah, they will. And what an adventure Yeah, to be able to just say, Hey, it's time. We're going to go. It's I'm most go. excited. I think that everywhere I've traveled from New Mexico is Arizona or Colorado, you know, or right. some Vegas when I was little. Mm-hmm. And now we're closer to like Georgia and That's Alabama right. and places Florida. that I've not visited. Yes. Disney World. Yes. I love Nashville. Yeah. We've gone quite a few times and we absolutely love it. Yeah. It is, it's such a neat town. Mm-hmm. The food is great. It's lively. It the is. The food is good. The food is I'm going to have to pack up some green chili. I'm already planning like lots of air. Oh yeah. Pods and oh, and to be honest with you, with the food there, it would be so good. With yeah. yeah, yeah spicy tickets. Yeah. That's how you can make friends. Yeah. That's true. I have some you. green chili. Yeah. You got to try it. Uh, well, I know we could talk for four days yes, nonstop and, um, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to do anything, I would love to have you on. anything. Yeah. Cause I have so much fun talking to you and learning Thank so much you. about you. And I know when we talk that you are Lindsay, and it's the best. And you are Michelle. I'm always, <laughs> I mean, you know, and for anyone who's listening, Michelle, I'm always like seeking wisdom or just watching your life because oh, I so sweet. admire the way that you mother, I admire your marriage. I feel that you are like the real deal, you know? And it you're sometimes sweet. with Christianity, it's like, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. But us, it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm Ugh. in tears today and it sucks. Right. And, right. But let's like cash it out, even though we don't hang out all the time, but we right. can still have the authenticity in that's a relationship, right. which is that's so right. important to me. So I've well, and you're trustworthy. And, you. and I think that that's something that's, you know, huge with women is when you have girlfriends and you want to be able to, you know, just call up your girlfriend and unload on them. Yeah. And, and, but there are some, and you, Lindsay, you're one of those people that when you say, how are you doing? I know you mean it. Mm-hmm. And you're not just, you know, trying to shoot, you know, shoot the breeze. The you're, motions. you're definitely yeah. saying, are you okay? I was thinking about you. And I'm like, Oh, she got me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thanks for always being honest. Yes, I I, I try. Yeah. I try, yeah. girl. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, ooh, don't be so honest. Um, but thank you. Thank you for um, for coming on today. I, what I, I'm so excited about the next part because it's going to be fun. But we're not going to do it on the podcast because it, it probably wouldn't translate very well. Okay. We're going to do it on video. Okay. So um, – it's the whisper challenge okay have you ever done it no it's gonna be so much fun okay so if you guys want to tune in youtube insta wherever wherever we can post it we're totally posting it because it's gonna be so much fun Um, i'm nervous (laughs) oh you just wait 
<laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in today and we look forward to chatting. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Run Mama Run podcast. Check us out on social media at runmama.run. And mamas, keep running.